The Film and TV Show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Films. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV shows. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV show. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. Television. Film. Film. TV. Film. TV. I love this film. Evening. Hello. And I'm just going to say that because we've just received yeah. some devastating news for film fans. Uh, and comic book fans everywhere that the great Stan Lee has sadly passed away. Yeah, uh, just five minutes ago. Literally like 15, 15 minutes ago confirmed that Stan Lee, creator of literally the entire Marvel Universe, yeah. has passed away. So, um, yeah, so pretty devastating, unfortunately, that uh, that we come live on air just as it's been confirmed that the great man has, uh, <clears throat> has passed on. So that's uh, that, that's really gutting, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Really sad, to be fair, because he was an absolute gem. Yeah, he was like I think it's completely unexpected because he was still making cameos and everything. Yeah, and yeah, he was such a lively character and like always so involved with all of it. And yeah, he's. I don't think it's sunk in yet. I mean, he was 95. Let's yeah, not forget true. he was yeah. 95. He had a good old go at it. But it doesn't take away from the fact that, uh, unfortunately, he's passed away. Yeah. Um, which is really sad. So, uh, so yeah, it's um, it's a sad day for film fans and comic mm. book fans around the world. Um, yeah, pretty gutting. So, um, we start... Uh, start the show on a bit of a downer, but um, <laughs> we'll try and uh, we'll try and pick it. We'll up. try and pick it up. We'll yeah. try and pick it up as hard as it may be, especially if you are uh, a geek just like we are. Yeah, you know, when it comes to films, comics, you know, Stanley was at the top of his game for what seems like an eternity, really. Yeah. So um, yeah, so really, really devastating news. Uh, anyway, as you can hear, Alex is with me. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm always here. Always here. Well, sometimes not, even though I'm. I'm here presently, and yeah. my mind can carry me elsewhere. But uh, yeah. Yeah. for the moment, I'm I'm present and counted for. Good, good. Yeah, I know that feeling. So, um, yeah. So this evening we are going to be talking about Mister Explosion, Michael Bay. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most people out there will be like, "Well, who's Michael Bay?" Well, well we're well, going to tell you who Michael Bay is. Or if they do know, they're like, "Oh God, Michael Bay." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we call him Mr. Explosion because... That's all he's good for. That's all he's good for, is blowing shit up. But it's... I mean, I wouldn't mind being called Mr. Explosion. It kind of sounds like a superhero name. It, He'd probably love it. Yeah, In fact, but, he does love it. Yeah, but Mr. Explosion could be, you know, someone with premature ejaculation. <laughs> or someone that poos their pants on a regular basis. Exactly. Um, so so it can be taken in whatever way you want to. Um but yeah, but uh, Michael Bay is basically uh, he is a director. Um, he's is he an exec producer as well? Does he do exec producing and producing as well? Yeah, yeah, he does producing. Um, uh, there was one of his early uh, works that he produced and directed. Uh, Did he write the theme tune and sing the theme tune? Not, no, not that I'm aware, but it didn't do very well. <laughs> Uh, a lot of his films don't seem to do very well at Rotten Tomatoes or like any of the critic level. Uh, 
I have actually a list of all the um, Rotten Tomato scores for all of his movies. Okay. And his his average is 37%. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, there's been a few um there's been a few that have really drug him down or dra- dragged drug dragged dragged yeah wow. English is failing me already. This bodes well. <laughs> uh but no. Um Well, why don't you give out some scores but don't give out the name of the film and then we'll get people to Should I give you the year as well so you can make a rough guess? Yeah, go on then. Okay. So, um one of his highest scoring ones, so 66%. In fact, I think it is his, yeah, it's his highest scoring one. 66%, and that was in 1996. Year of the Sixes. Armageddon? Uh, no. No? No. 1996. Bad Boys? Nope. Yeah, I'm shit out of luck now. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's The Rock. Yes. With Nick Cage and uh, Sean Connery. Of course. That is the highest scoring one he's ever done, which is uh, sad. But also, it is iconic as well now. Um, well, yeah, it's, a, it's an absolute cracking film. Yeah. It's aged. It's aged really well when you yeah, think it about it. When you compare some of the films he has done. So I've already said a couple there. So Bad Boys um, and Bad Boys 2, um, Armageddon. Oh, uh, Bad Boys, 42%. What? Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Uh, Bad Boys 2. 23%. Man, these people that are on Rotten Tomatoes are absolute knob jockeys. You know, there is no Bad way. Boys 2 scored 2% lower than Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh my God. Pearl Harbor is a bag of flipping dicks. Yeah. Uh, the Island. Do you remember that movie with Ewan McGregor? Yeah, that's where he's like a... Like um, the most forgettable movie I've ever yeah, watched. Yeah, there's, there's him and a chick and they, have to, and they try and get out but they're clones or something, right? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Um, that scored 40%. So How? That's rubbish. And that's only like 2% lower than Bad Boys, the original, which I do not understand. I'm sorry, right? But Bad Boys is like... And even Bad Boys 2. I know Bad Boys 2 is a lot is a lot longer than the original, but... The first Transformers. <laughs> 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but... Okay, I'll let that go. because that was it was one. Because it was a good one. You know, we're now on, what, number eight? Or yeah. whatever, and it's just like here, Michael Bay blows some shit up. Yeah, it's like seriously, man. Honestly, that's the second Transformers uh, went a little bit south, um, and that scored nineteen percent. Ouch! <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, once you get past the whole first Transformers film, and it's like, oh my god, the nostalgia for people my age and your age, mm. you know, late late twenties, early to mid thirties. You know, you grow up with Transformers, and you had the Transformers cartoon in '85. Yeah, you you kind of just—it's it, nostalgia. That's well, why I think the problem with the later Transformers, um, especially the ones that have scored so low, is because um, they just didn't have very good storylines to back up the no. nostalgia aspect. At least the first one was—it was kind of like the introduction yeah. to Transformers, and it was Transformers as a whole. And it, and it was just like here you go. This and they is had, they had a bit of story to back it up, and yeah, you. I think it was a lot more competent because the most recent one, uh, Transformers: The Last Night, yeah, uh, got sixteen percent. Oh dear. To be fair though, most people don't really go by Rotten Tomatoes because That's it's true. all it, it's all done by it, it's all it's not really done by by fans. It's done by critics yeah. who. 
who will basically kiss the film's ass while they're watching it for free, give it a month and be like, actually, it's a pile of shit. Well, a little bit yes and no. I think critics are very, very... Um, they try and see an Oscar winner in every movie. And uh, if it doesn't pander to that sort of quality, you know, the emotional depth and everything, yeah. or the storytelling aspect, I think critics are very quick to just shut a movie down. Um, like Venom, for instance, like uh, this most recent uh, movie yeah, with, Tom, with Hardy. Tom Hardy. Um, that was absolutely panned by critics and expected to flop, but it became a summer hit because all the normal viewers go and watch it and they're like, yeah, loved it. Yeah, but, and that's the thing is that these critics that go and watch it, they, like you say, they don't think like we do. They don't mm. think like normal no, people do. If you want to go and see um, a film like The Piano, you know, oh my god, yeah, bloody blood, that you where you want to win a you know a ton of Oscars or get a, a ton of you know emotional depth and and everything else. Mm. Fine, you just want to see shit blown up. Go and see a Michael Bay film. Yeah, and I'm not or being Zach funny. Snyder. Or Zach Snyder. Mm, except unless you've got Matey Boys fake Tash. Oh yeah, Tash Boy. Tash yeah. Boy. Henry Cavill's Henry Cavill. uh, moving up in the world, going to Netflix to do uh, uh, The Witcher, I think. Uh, new new movie there but we're going off track let's we're, back to we, Michael Bay we always do yes um, Michael Bay um, yeah you're not going to get an Oscar from, you're not going to get an Oscar you might get it for visual effects maybe from a Michael Bay film because let's be mm. honest with the amount of stuff that he's blowing up yeah, and the explosions that is true he's going to spend the bulk of his film budget on CGI and, vi- and visual effects I'm That's actually standard I'm actually really surprised that he can continue to get these big budgets like with with the sort of scores that he gets and with, like, the Transformers, the way that they were sort of sliding off towards the end. Yeah, but people don't... Film studios don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes. They pay attention by, by bums on seats. Yeah. And with all due respect to all the film critics out there, no one really gives a crap what they think because people will have learned to make up their own minds about mm. films, so they will go and see them. I mean, f- like, people loved La La Land, Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. They loved it. <laughs> it's a bag of shit. It's terrible, terrible film. But the Academy loved it. Yeah, because it, it's an Oscar bait movie. Yeah, but it, it's a crap film. Yeah, there are there are lots of films that are, that I find like a bit pretentious, I think's the word. Yeah, but Hollywood is going down. If it's not a reboot or a remake... Then it's super pretentious. It's super pretentious and so super left. It's ridiculous. And I know this is probably a little com- controversial, but going on the topic of like comparatively, you know, comparing Michael Bay to the pretentious Oscar bait films, like I can happily, and this is bad, this is me admitting, uh, I would happily watch Bad Boys 2 or Bad Boys 1 or The Rock or anything like that um, multiple times. Yeah, but I'm not going to watch Schindler's List multiple times. I'm not going to watch The Pianist multi- uh, multiple times. No, I think there's something to be said that Michael Bay knows his audience. Yep, and um, he can make fun movies, and he can make going to the cinema a fun experience. Whereas a lot of these big epic movies, uh, like um, the World War Two ones, that are very sort of Especially around now, if they were releasing around now, like it's Dun- very... Like yeah, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I mean, I didn't like Dunkirk. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I didn't rate it. I didn't find it at all interesting. Um, I think Christopher Nolan completely overplayed his cards. I also um, 
um, the one thing that bugged me as well, you know, the beaches of Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, when they were supposed to be jam packed full of men. Yep. And there was about thirty people on the beach. Yeah. Whereas comparatively, there's meant to be three thousand, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, there was meant to be like tons. Like, yeah. Yeah, really struggling for movement on the beach, but. Uh, in Christopher Nolan's movie, it, it looks like a few extras turned up and he didn't use any CG to expand the numbers. Yeah, which is a uh, very, very poor showing, to be honest. But anyway, yeah. again, going off topic, um, but could you imagine Michael Bay doing Dunkirk? <laughs> He'd be like, oh, look, mortar, boom, let's blow the whole flipping beach up. Yeah. Um... See, I'm, I'm missing, I'm, I'm missing like a, a, a bang, like a... <laughs> Yeah, you kind need like sound. a, I just a soundboard right now. For yeah, the see, what I need is I need to jump on Tim Westwood's soundboard oh. and just use <laughs> it and use his like Tim Westwood. I'm 55. Yeah, still cool. Yes, mate. Big dog. You are really? Yes, the big dog. Oh no, mate. Your dad is a preacher for Christ's sake. <laughs> He's a bishop. Why don't yeah. you go and bash yours, you absolute tool? God, anyway, I hate uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Skipping over that. Skipping over over that. Tim yeah. Westwood. Uh, yeah, um, I've well, there are a couple of me. Well, there's a few movies I really enjoy from Michael Bay, and one of the most recent ones was uh, Thirteen Hours. Um, yeah, that was a good film. That was pretty, pretty good, and not isn't granted. There are some ex- a lot of there are a lot of explosions and maybe some unnecessary ones. But I think generally the overall feeling and the overall tone really is set towards a more realistic and actually quite an emotional tone. Yeah. Um, and uh, in terms of watchability, I can watch that movie again multiple times. It was it was a really, really good film, mm. to be perfectly honest. Um, let's just shout out films that Michael Bay has been... Uh, involved in right so i'm going to start i'm going to start at the bottom um so there's a film called kenny powers the k-swiss something or other um one of my one of my favorite films for cheese factor right Mm -hmm. mystery men 1999 with ben stiller he was just a star in that though wasn't he yeah but he's still involved (laughs) um coyote ugly yeah texas chainsaw massacre the hitcher purge election year project almanac I liked that. I he did was, like Project He was Palmer. just a producer on that one, though. He was, but he was still involved. There was no explosions in that. Um, I Am Number Four. Mm-hmm. I quite like that. I thought that was quite a good film. Um, oh, he was a producer on A Quiet Place, which is an awesome film. Uh, again, uh, linking, um, what's his name? Yeah. John Krasinski. You've got, um, you've got all of the... Transformers films, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've gone through Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. We will get to the new Bad Boys 3 later on in the show. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Harbor, Pain and Gain, mm-hmm. Six Underground, Armageddon. Probably one of the best films. Oh, well, we from, say this, but... but I, look, we'll, we'll get to this in a bit. Yeah, because... We, we, will, we will get to that in a bit, because we, we will probably go tete-a-tete on that. Um, the new Bumblebee film, because everybody wants an origin story now, and we're getting Bumblebee. But he has moved over from being a director and producer just to being a producer, so hopefully so someone hopefully else. So hopefully... See, I'd like John Woo. I really like John Woo. I think who they've cast now for the director is perfectly good choice. Who have they got now? Uh, I think it's a lady named something 
Uh, where's the? Where is it? I don't there know. We go. Bumblebee. Let's have a look. Uh, Travis Knight is director. Oh, Travis Knight. Um, but yeah, from the aspect that I've seen in the trailers, it's much more of a um, personal story than a boom boom explosions. Um, Which, although I'm sure there's going to be some boom boom explosions. Yeah, well, what it has to be because it, it's running alongside Transformers, isn't it? So let's be honest. It's, it's like a prequel. Yeah, but is it going to be when he's on? When he gets to Earth, you know, when they find him originally in the. It's going to lead up to that point, junk, is it? Junkyard, yeah. So he's not going to be on Cybertron, or it's not going to have sort of aspects. I think of there Cyber- is a part of it that's going to be on Cybertron, looking pretty, you know, uh, old school. You remember the yeah, 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 old yeah, school, yeah, the old like, school Cybertron, yeah, yeah. See, now that would be good because that would tie in nicely. It'd be nice for it to actually kind of go um, a, a little bit more in depth about because Bumblebee is probably apart from Optimus Prime is probably the most popular character yeah yeah behind optimus um i'd say probably now from like it's probably kids probably more popular now maybe because he's a a chevy camaro yeah and he's a (laughs) he's more of like i think he's marketed towards more toys and stuff for bumblebee yeah whereas optimus do you know it's odd you don't see much optimus prime toys now you do see a lot of bumblebee yeah the bumblebee um, masks megatron yeah you kind of—it's odd. I mean, you even get a load of Starscream and um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the the little rat one, uh, rat trap or something. Yeah, like yeah, some, yeah. You get a lot of those, and you get you know the the hip the hipster ones, you know the rappy ones. You get those, but you don't see many Optimus Primes, which is you know quite Weird. sad to be honest, because you'd have thought because it's all leading around Optimus Prime. But I think the only reason might be to do with the fact that he was. Uh, sort of a semi-antagonist in the last film because he was brainwashed or something. So, Yeah, I mean, that was a bit shit. That bit. The whole movie was terrible. It, I, I know, watched it know, and it felt so discont- uh, disjointed and ugh. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the awful um, Fast and Furious where Toretto had to go off and... Oh, uh, Fate of the Furious. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where he he ended up going bad, but not bad. Yeah, but it was kind of like Snape esque. Have I said before that I really want a Fast and the Furious uh, Transformers mix up? You have, yes, <laughs> that would be amazing if they can do a Men in Black and a Twenty Two Jump Street, yeah, or Twenty One Jump Street, then that would be good because I think that would be hilarious if they actually pulled that off. Dominic driving Optimus, Optimus or Bumblebee or Bumblebee. Or even um, one of the others. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, on that note, I want to play this.
There we go. That was the awesome Linkin Park. And uh, Alex was just saying, we were just sitting here. We were just like, well, we're still talking about Stan Lee and how Facebook is yeah. and Twitter is just going mad. And all of a sudden, it's just like, man, I love this song. Yeah. And it is a great song. And it's from Transformers. It's from the uh, the very, very first Transformers. It's probably been played in quite a few of them, I think. Back when Shia LaBeouf wasn't crazy. <laughs> no, I think he was crazy back then. Just hit it real well. Yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, let's uh, let's uh, talk about Bad Boys. Yeah. Okay. okay so um, we'll talk Bad Boys <laughs> because it's been quite recently uh, confirmed by Will Smith, and everyone and their dog has seen the video of him and Martin Lawrence on a beach in what could only be California. I would imagine, judging could be welcome to Miami. <laughs> It could be welcome to Miami. I don't think it is. I think it's probably no, California. It's probably California. Uh, it's probably Malibu or somewhere along there. Um, and yeah, they uh, confirmed together that Bad Boys Three is happening and will be over. Will be out late next year, early twenty twenty. It's going to be so good. But it's been slated for years that it's going to happen. They've been yeah. talking and talking. People have always been. It's like like we said last week. With the hocus pocus, yeah, like people were always like, "Oh, it's never going to happen, never going to happen." But and- there was always rumours, and I think it's just down to a couple of things. Mainly, um, there was Will Smith is was uh, during that during the period after Bad Boys Two, he was super busy. Yeah, man, like he was absolutely like his work ethic is almost I'd say second only to the rocks in terms of like working yeah. movie after movie. Uh, and then Mo- Martin Lawrence had some personal issues, I think, with some like drugs and uh, yeah, stuff. he's he, yeah he's had he's had a rough couple of years. Yeah. Martin Lawrence, he has had a rough couple of years. Um, I think he got done for tax evasion, a la mm. Eddie Murphy, um, not Eddie Murphy, was, uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, yeah. Um, although it wouldn't surprise me if Eddie Murphy's been t- dodging taxes as well. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, that guy. Um, although he probably want to give his money back after Beverly Hills Cop Three, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but but yeah, it's uh, you know he Martin Lawrence has had a rough couple of years, um, and I think you know I think the world is ready for for Mike Lowry to come back. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm, I think it's, I'm so interested to see how they play it as well because well, like, they're so much older. Yeah. So is Mike Lowry going to still be like a playboy? Is he going to be? Mate, he's like 50 I know, but it would be funny if he still is. <laughs> well, yeah, he could have Tia Leone on one arm and... Um, who was the other one? Who was the chick in the set? Oh, it was his too. sister. It was, yeah, it's the sister. I think... I would. I reckon they would probably play it as uh, he's with... I think it would be so funny if he was like, yeah, it's, it's me, Mike Lowry still, and... Uh, I can't even remember how... Oh, it's Marcus, yeah. yeah. Marcus just going, like, you ain't got it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, quit it. I want to be like mine. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'd i like to see... It'd be interesting to see where they go, because nothing at all has been leaked about plots or I think or it's still anything. very very early concept, probably. Like, I wouldn't imagine so. No, I, I, mm. I don't think that they would be like, it's happening without um, a at least a rough idea of plot and what's going to happen because... Well, I suppose, yeah, you've got to get it confirmed by the studio first and they would probably require a script. Yeah, and they won't say it's definitely happening. Yeah, unless they've got paid. Yeah, yeah or exactly. Unless they're confirmed to be paid. But yeah, um, I, I'm 
I'm really looking forward to it. I hope that he doesn't try and cop it out and like say, "Oh, is Michael Bay definitely doing it?" Is uh, he down? Well, it's not down on his. Um, it's not down on his. Uh, no, but page. Bad Boys Four is though. Strangely enough, no, seriously, I kid you not. Bad Boys Four is down on his. I am on his. Um, it IMDb. Can't possibly be Bad Boys Four, mate. I'm telling you. There no, you go. Look look look, 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 look. There it is. Bad Boys Four. That's on IMDb. Yeah, and it says 2019. You cannot trust IMDb. Wikipedia or nothing else. June 2020, Bad Boys 3. And that's what he's down for, apparently. He's down for that. Um, 17th of January 2020, Jerry Bruckheimer is produced. Directors is Adil Al-Arbi and Bilal Falah. Okay, so maybe... So he's not even going to be... Michael Bay's not even coming he's back. He's not even coming back. So he's probably got something else lined up with explosions somewhere else. <laughs> probably. Um, blowing something else up. But <laughs> it doesn't matter because, you know, even going back to Bad Boys 3, it's still going to be... It's still going to run off of the same um, pretext that, that he built yeah. in 1 and 2. And 1 is a, is a fantastic piece of, uh, of cinema. Mm-hmm. When, when you... When you strip it all back and you look at what he did for that film, yes, there's a, a shit ton of explosions, yada, yada, yada. I just hope they don't escalate it any further than what they did in Bad Boys 2. I mean, that was crazy, though, weren't it, Bad Boys 2? Because it was just Cause everything. Because, like, the first half of Bad Boys 2 is, again, same sort of cops versus um, Drug criminals. Dealers. Yeah. And then the last part... When they basically become special forces. And they go over to Cuba. Yeah. That was the only bit that I was like... Mm. See, now that they could have wrapped it up at the bit where they're in the police station. I know that they kidnapped, he'd kidnapped the, the sister, but they could yeah. have wrapped it up before that. But it's like, it's, it's like they got to that point and they thought, you know what would be funny? They, he, nicks, he nicks his Well, I think sister. it was more of a case of like... I don't know, maybe they didn't have enough action or maybe they just wanted it to run a bit longer, but I do get what you mean. It does feel like it should have ended with the big sting, but instead we had that sort of, oh, he escaped the big sting and now he's in Cuba all of a sudden. Yeah, in, in where and he, no one he, stopped him getting to Cuba. Where he basically owns the, the, the police. Yeah. It's like, and then seriously? Mike and Marcus are trained... Spe- uh, well, I get the SWAT team... Uh, being and the demolition exports, demolition experts and stuff, and I think the police chief gives him a, like uh, an actual Delta member. Yeah, but like, yeah, and but yeah, he's a, but, he's an actual he's a demolitions expert, isn't he? But they've got, I mean, they're burrowing tunnels. That's weird. Out, <laughs> out of a shanty-looking building into this multi-million-pound palace. palace. I mean, honestly, the, the concept is weird, but I do I do like it still. It's still a good film. I yeah. mean, you know, the action is great. I I especially like the ending. What where, where he's driving through the favela, like literally yeah, off that, the cliff. And yeah, it's just where like, he's just <laughs> going down. But also the bit where they're at the, the US... Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They drive up to Guantanamo and they're almost shot. Yeah, yeah. And then he literally like dives, shoots him through his, his arse cheek or whatever it is he shoots him through. Nice. Does he catch him again? Because he, he shoots him at the beginning of Bad Boys 2 where they're out getting the KKK people and he shoots him in the arse cheek. Then he brings him yeah. a donut to oh, sit and on. And then they have the, um, the whole conversation the whole in the electric, electric shop 
and yeah, not the electronic shop. Yeah, yeah, where you're talking about what you did to my ass. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you got you, what was it? She says, she says, you gentlemen need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I think they he doesn't wing him again, but like he just shoots the bad oh, guy yeah, straight yeah, yeah. in the head, and he falls onto a mine. Yeah, because he's holding Marcus hostage. He's like, that's oh no, it's not. It's is. Is it Marcus shooting him or is it... I can't remember which one it is. But they they say that's how you've got to shoot. From now yeah. on, that's how you shoot. Because it doesn't... Uh, cause I Marcus, think it's Will Smith's character shooting again and this time he doesn't hit Marcus. Yeah, well, no, I think it's Marcus that does it. Know. Because Marcus shoots up his Ferrari, doesn't he? When they're on the bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. With, that, with, that. <laughs> with, the, with the Uzi. He, I think it's an Uzi and he shoots up the inside of his, his Ferrari uh, and he tries to get it done on policing and they're like yeah that's like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars to fix the dashboard <laughs> if you use your personal vehicle we can't cover it <laughs> yes yeah. son of a is in it is it i don't know what it is, but it is a, definitely a ferrari isn't it it's not yeah a, it's not a lambo no it's a ferrari it's definitely see i thought for a minute there i was thinking is it a gallardo he had but, a really nice car in the first one i think it was a porsche yeah it was a 911 in the first one yeah it was a porsche 911 and then he upgrades yeah what? Like, how does he get that money? Because he's got a trust fund, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he's a trust fund kid. When you when you meet him in the first one, he's a trust fund kid, so he's got all this money. Um, so he's like the richest. He does, yeah, he doesn't need officer. to be a cop. Yeah, he just does it for the adrenaline. He just does it. Yeah, he's an adrenaline junkie. And when you when you look at the two characters, they are so <laughs> chalk and cheese. Yeah, like polar opposites. Um, in in the first one, it is funny how they have to switch places. Oh god, yeah, and he um, and like his dog Marcus, is shitting everywhere. Marcus he's... thinks like uh, that Mike's sleeping with his wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he he does all those um, phone calls. Then yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, what you wearing, <laughs> baby, baby? Hang up, hang up. It's like no, she hung up ages yeah. ago. It's not funny, man. They they do. I can't remember to... what he was like. They're on a phone call, and you just hear his wife in the background go, "Oh, Mike just slipped it right in there," <laughs> something like that. Oh, good old double entendres. Yeah. You, you, you can't beat them, can you? But um, the beauty of Bad Boys is that it's so easy to watch. Yeah. It, it, it's so easy to to watch the, the chemistry of them two. Um, and the storylines were good. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. The, Bad Boys 1 and 2, at least the storylines were good. The scripts were kind of meh. Is this? I think just generally, if you give Michael Bay a decent story, he'll be able to make it fully enjoyable to watch. Whether it's uh, the character interactions, whether it is just the action, yeah. Um, but like you can see it time and again when you've got things like um, Bad Boys One and Two, uh, Pain and Gain, even the first Transformers. I like watching the original yeah. Transformer, um, and then uh, Thirteen Hours. Uh, they've all got their own sort of. I don't know, like, I think Michael Bay just understands, like, how characters interact and knows how to um, direct his actors to get the best performance from them. Yeah. Even and with sort of mediocre scripts at certain points. Yeah. I mean, you only have to look at some of the films that he's that he has done. You know, The Rock, I can't imagine that pitching that would have been easy, an easy sell. Mm. To be honest, it would because... have been terrible, uh, terrifying. Because uh, I think at one point the entire idea that he had was, "I want James Bond 
uh, as an old man uh, that's been locked up and forgotten about from England. Uh, yeah. And the studio obviously turned around and says, well, you can't because that's, you know, the, the property. Yeah, that, yeah, James Bond, unfortunately, is property. So they do the next best thing. They mm. take an actor from James Bond who actually played James Bond. And call it John Mason. And call him John Mason. Bond. And then they have Stanley Goodspeed. Yep. Um, which is played by uh, Nick Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yep. Everybody loves Nick Cage. Do your best. <laughs> See, that is pretty awesome. But it, it, it's a great storyline, and um, even the baddies are good. Yeah. I can't remember who plays the the general. He's he's the guy who's in loads of films. Yeah, he's in all um, films. But, yeah, go on, just Google that. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Google it. But it is great. I I like the idea of a chemical that if you come into contact, it will literally melt. Your entire face, hands, skin, organs, mm-hmm. everything. That's one of the best parts about The Rock is that the bad guy doesn't even want to use it. No, he doesn't. All he wants is he wants the veterans to get the veterans' families money. to get the money that the government are withholding, which in the grand scheme of things when you're looking at some films is actually quite a noble cause and it doesn't make mm. him a dick. He doesn't actually want to, to set it loose. He just wants for his men's family to get what's owed. Even at the end of it, I think he does say, like, uh, they've called my bluff, I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, because he bottles it, and then matey boy just like, oh, you're his a... second in command. Yeah, like, he's goes, like, you're I a, get paid. you're a dick, I want to get paid. So he sets it off, um, which is a bit shit, really. Uh, is it Ed Harris? Ed Harris, yeah. See, I thought Brigadier it might General be Ed Harris. Francis, Love Hummel. Ed Harris. Um and and Michael Bynes is in it as uh, Commander Anderson of the US Navy SEALs, uh, the team that gets ambushed in the showers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They when all they get, come up through the sewer. Yeah, they just get absolutely rinsed, don't they? And that's that's an awesome scene as well. That was used in Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. That was yes, like it was straight out. It was. It was literally a, a, an absolute take from that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, I really like. I, I really like the ending because you're kind of watching, you're thinking, holy shit, it's getting to the point where this could actually all go tits up. And yep. then he's like, he's got the he's got the flare. You're willing Nicolas Cage to get that flare out and he stabs himself in the heart. And that bit makes me cringe because the needle yep. is like 20 inches. Because he gets exposed to some of the chemical, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He gets dropped. So he has to stab himself directly <laughs> in the heart with the... I mean, of all the places, directly in the heart, with the antidote, and then mm. he has to sit there. And that flare waving scene's been used in multiple things as well. Yeah, but that no. that is an iconic. Scene. I mean, for, for film for film geeks, that is an iconic scene. That is where mm. you've got the F fifty two literally flying up, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I dropped one." Yeah, and he drops one of the bombs <laughs> by accident. How do you drop a bomb by flipping accident, man? Well, S- you're seeing a flare at like high speeds he probably saw it and released he probably had like half a second yeah to see it and then pulled up and as he obviously pulled up he's 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 caught it and dropped one of the bombs which um i mean they get they nicholas cage gets fished out anyway but mm. john mason obviously gets away because yep. you know he's been locked in alcatraz for ages he doesn't want to stay there no no he doesn't want to stay there and it, it is a great film mm. it absolutely is a great film do you know what else is a great film? Armageddon. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. No, it isn't. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an amazing film. An Love. emotional, beautifully uh, well um, soundtracked and uh, soundtracked movie. 
but the story is utter garbage. Mate, if it works for Morgan Freeman and Deep Impact, which is the poor man's <laughs> Armageddon, it works for Armageddon, right? And let me tell you why it's a great film, okay? Okay, go It's for got it. Ed Harris in it. I'm yeah. sure, is it got Ed Harris? He plays the, I'm sure he plays the bald guy at NASA. No, that that's, um, that's Billy Bob Thornton. Is it? Yep. And no, they both look the same anyway. No, they don't. They, they look bald. nothing alike. They're bald guys. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, he has hair. Anyway, it's got Bruce Willis in it. Yep, he's it, a bald guy. He's a bald guy. <laughs> yeah, he's been bald Michael since... Clark Dun- Duncan was also in that, and he's also bald. Yep, but it also it also has uh, Steve Buscemi. Yep. Um, Owen Wilson. Wow. Owen Willi- <laughs> wow. Yes. An asteroid's heading for us. Wow. Yes. It, I mean, it, it's... It is, like you said, it's a beautiful film. It's very well sculpted, and of very course, well crafted. Yeah. Everyone's favourite, Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck, that's right. Yeah. Um, before he became Batfleck and just gave up, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's also got the absolutely beautiful Liv Tyler. Yep. Um, she is. She's actually. She doesn't get as big a part as I would hope that she'd have got in that film. Mm. I'm actually disappointed that Ben Affleck got most. To be fair, and her and her dad did the theme tune. Yes, he did. Stephen Tyler and his band Aerosmith did. Uh, I don't want to miss a thing. See now, I I am going. I, I I'm going to um to admit this. <laughs> what what are you admitting? That the that, concept is stupid. No, the ending of that film gets me right in the feels every Ugh. goddamn time. Literally every damn time. Don't get. I've watched it like a hundred times, and every time I know what's coming, but it still it still hits me right in the feels. I I just I love that film. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the film, but the concept that it is easier to teach drillers how to astronaut than astronauts how to drill is completely stupid. Yeah. Okay. Now that bit, yes, but yeah. then, but but bearing in mind, okay. That they do have astronauts with them, they just yeah, don't have true. a team of astronauts. And to be fair, oh, no, and and the words, this these words make me cringe every time I watch it. It's a, you know, drilling's not a science; it's more like an art form. <laughs> it's not; it's a science. If you do things wrong, it doesn't work. Well, just look at Deep Water Horizon or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, whatever that was. Uh, that's uh, an oil rig platform that spilled out all that oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. And then Matt, uh, Mark Wahlberg made a film about it. Of course. Very much like Titanic, we know what fucking going to happen. We yeah. don't really give a crap about anything else. We know that it leaks, kills a whole load of animals, mm. and costs BP or whoever a shit ton of money. We know that. But yeah, um, I, I do agree. Like, again, the character interactions at, and Bruce Willis at the very end. That gets you right in the in the chest, it, mate. It gets you He's right like, in the film. <laughs> but even even the funny bits are funny, like Rockhound when he's riding on the nuclear. Get off the nuclear warhead! Even when it starts ticking, goes, uh, Harry. The timer on that twelve foot nuclear warhead just started ticking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steve Buscemi has that. He's got he's got the funny look, and he has got the funny look. Yeah, and you've only got to watch Adam Sandler films to see him at his best <laughs> with that. Yep. Um, he doesn't. He's obviously doesn't do as much as Rob Schneider, but he's still in. I mean, he's in Mr. Deeds. He's in Big Daddy. He's in Big Daddy. He's the homeless guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's in. He's in. Is he in Happy Gilmore? I think he's in Happy Gilmore. I'm sure he's in Happy Gilmore. He's in Billy Madison. So he works, and he does the goofy bit. Yeah. Rob Schneider goes above that, but that's that's by the by. 
but he's just got that timing just right and he delivers his line in a way that's so funny and he is he is absolutely hilarious and I mean even you know, Michael Clark Duncan is amazing as Bear yep um, you've got uh, Owen Wilson as the cowboy guy as the cowboy guy uh, who's the other guy who whose son thinks he's a car salesman or a window oh, salesman oh yeah I know that's I'm the, just trying that's to think that's the guy think. that does the Harry the 12 foot bombs just started ticking line um, yeah 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 I'm just I'm I'm also looking to try and find out who that was as well because I can't remember he's in so many things he is but he just doesn't seem to I, I can't uh, remember what his name is um Will Patton. There you go, Will Patton. I think. Yes, it is sure. Will Patton. Yeah, he plays Chick. Um, William Fishner. Fitchner mm. is really good as Willie Sharp, Colonel Willie Sharp. I really like him. Yeah, he's in a lot of Michael Bay stuff. Yeah. But then he's, he's a, again, he's quite a versatile actor as well. But he's one of them guys where you look at him and you go, man, it's that guy from that film. Mm. He's got one of them faces. Uh, the same with Billy Bob Thornton. Um, I mean, most people will know him from... Uh, Bad Santa yeah. nowadays but for me he'll be from Bad News Bears I, I love that film I mean you know that's a great film um, Keith David played General Kimsey which is quite funny uh, Ken Hudson Campbell played Max I liked Max the big uh, fat guy oh yeah I liked him you know where he's getting a tattoo from of his mum oh yeah and, and then Jason Isaacs was in there as well I know right as the scientist from the beginning where he's explaining the concept of how to destroy the asteroid. Yeah, which is really random. Uh, Eddie Griffin is in there as well. He plays the bike messenger. Udo mm. Kier. Now, he's in, a sh- he's in a shed load of films, Udo Kier. He's, he's, very, um, he's got a very odd look. He's been in, like, uh, Pet Dete- Ace Ventura Pet Detective. He's in Blade. Um, yeah, he's in quite a lot of films. He's got one of those looks. He's in End of Days as well and Johnny Mnemonic. Mm. Um, two great films by the way I'll definitely advocate you go and watch those because they are brilliant but it is a great film yeah it it is a great film I love Armageddon I think yeah I see what you mean about teaching drillers to astronaut as opposed to astronauts to drill but some would argue that actually they, no. are, they are both difficult. No, do not start even Bruce Willis even Michael Bay has both gone on record to say it's a dumb concept but it worked well, <laughs> you whatever. can't say that it's easier to astronaut than it is to no. drill. Like, the idea is just complete. Like, look how many people try out to be a NASA astronaut and fail due to the health reasons alone. And they send a fat guy up there. <laughs> they send several fat guys yeah. up there. And old people. It's like, no, this will never happen. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as bad as the. Um, Space Cowboy movie with uh, Clint Eastwood and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, and... where he sticks him on the moon. Yeah. Where Tommy Lee Jones ends up on... The... Spoiler alert, by the way. He ends up he on ends the moon. He ends up on the moon or something because they have to jettison someone in order to get to back To survive, home. yeah, and, he, and Tommy and Lee Jones... He ends up directing himself straight to the moon and like... like yeah, it's he just He's sitting up against some moon rock, staring at the earth with his visor down. All that's missing is a cigar, Yeah, basically. And it's, it's very unrealistic because the Earth would not be that big from the moon. The Earth is relatively small from the moon. That's, that's what you're arguing about? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Michael Bay film, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but Armageddon is a great film, and it's one of those films that a lot of people do really enjoy. And 
to be honest, it is an enjoyable film. It's action-packed. You know, it builds the tension really well. They actually personify the meteorite, which is really good. Like yeah. it, the the meteorite is itself the villain of the movie. Yeah, because it does so many random things that is like, uh, I don't know. It's just the fact that when they're approaching it, the ominous music starts and like. But even when they're on it, it starts to shift. It starts to move. It makes it difficult for them. Yeah. And they land in the wrong place, so they have to drill through a complete iron core mm. as opposed to drilling through granite, which is what they were expecting because the the black flow from all of it. So, yeah. you know, a lot of it was it's scientific, but a lot of it is no. just <laughs> it's just Michael Bay going, yeah, let's just do that. Uh, the the asteroid's going to explode now. Why? It's angry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but I, I think it's a great film. Personally speaking, I think it's a great film. I can so. watch it, like, multiple times. Like I've said with all the Michael Bay films, I really enjoy watching Armageddon. But make no mistake, it is not scientific. It, no. No, it really, really isn't. But it's still a great film anyway. Yeah. Um, right, let's just play this before we go into the last ten minutes. Sweet. Reflection comes and reflection goes I know sometimes 
Can you have a guess where that film was from? Um, the Rock. Absolutely. Um, that's Bang the song gay. that no one actually cares what the lyrics are apart from the bad boys, bad, bad boys, boys. What, what you gonna, gonna do? No one cares after that. Yeah. Like, literally, nobody cares. When I Googled it, I actually thought it was going to be like 30 seconds long. It's an actual song. Yeah. But anyway, um, we digress. So, yes, um, it's, uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've there's compl- not much else that I've can be said. I completely just kind of lost my train of thought because I've just again just checking Facebook and Twitter <sighs> and everything is Stan Lee. Yeah, and I've actually just seen someone post on someone one of my friends' posts to put what's Stan Lee's last name and Stan Lee is in S T A N L E Y. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but I bet you, if people from Love Island or fucking uh, Geordie Shore or Towie died, they'd be like, oh. Oh, give over. See, it's people like that that should die, but um, not people like Stanley. And I don't even care okay. if he, <laughs> No, that's how I feel. That's a broad sentiment, but sure. Nah, fuck them. Anyway, um, yeah, so with Michael... It's odd, it's odd to think that with Michael Bay, you get filmed, you, you know what's going to happen. It's, not, it's like the storyline is secondary. Do you ever... Do you think that? Hmm... See, yeah, because when of. when I see a film is produced and directed by Michael Bay, I know that I'm not really going to care about the storyline. I just want to see things blown up. Well, it's not just that. It's um, I don't know. Like there is an emotional quality that Michael Day, Michael Day, Michael Bay brings to it. Um, even with such crappy movies like um, Pearl Harbor. There is an Which emotional is a quality. Film. Yeah, it's it's boring for half of it, and it's, then it's literally like unrealistic for the rest. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like, um, yeah, you know, now we've been brought into the war, we're going to win it for everyone. Yeah, that just sidebar, okay? That annoys the hell out of me that Americans think they saved us. The war was pretty much over before Pearl Harbor got bombed because the Americans decided actually we don't want to be involved we don't want to get involved we'll leave it to europe and everyone else because we're on the other side they can't touch us and it's like then you join with like two years left when germany's already in retreat (laughs) and you think you won the war back back on topic (laughs) give your head to wobble for christ's sake get out your own little bubble and stop listening to what people telling you in its absolute tosh but yeah, the movie itself is hilariously over overly patriotic for Americans. Yeah. I think even Americans understand just how ridiculously bad it was um, yeah. in terms of that. Uh, but generally, there is some like there are some scenes in there that do strike an emotional chord with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think he, I think he knows how to how to do that. And I especially fig, uh, thought that when I watched Thirteen Hours, uh, and it told what is effectively a true story um about um some soldiers that 
weren't even like meant to be uh you know seeing heavy combat they were just meant to be uh contractors and they ended up in a fight for their lives in 13 hours yeah um and i thought that was very emotional especially with uh john krasinski's acting towards the very end where he makes a phone call back to his wife yeah that was i mean that was amazing where it just says like yeah ron's not coming uh ron didn't make it um so I think there is something to Michael Bay in terms of his directing quality and uh, knowing how to piece together a movie with those sorts of effects. Um, and I definitely think he understands like musical scores and you know picking the right musical composers to go along with the with the stuff he's shooting because Armageddon is fantastic with the uh, uh, orchestral scores. Yeah, and that's the one thing that you you know I will take my hat off to Michael Bay films. Outside of the explosions and uh, the the epic CGI, the scores are mm. always amazing. They are always yeah. on point. They are they have perfectly scripted movies, very much like Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the first one, where all the songs were perfect. They they fit the tone of the film. They fit the um, the the scene in which it was being played. It was all perfect. And Michael Bay is very very good in his films that he has those and I, I think i heard a quote recently about michael bay uh where he did say that um after the movie's out at the moment he wouldn't watch because uh they're not fun they're not interesting yeah uh, and he'd watch his own movies because at least uh he'd have fun doing so um and uh i've seen him also joke about you know all the explosions that he puts in movies uh like when he's uh doing adverts for future movies and stuff so I think he's fully aware of what he's doing. It's not yeah. like he's a bad director and no, no. I mean, it just happens. You know, we're not we're not saying yeah. he's a bad director at all because that's that's not that's not the case. He's he's a very um, he's a very clever director. I think the best all... way I could probably describe him is he's a director for the people, which sounds very sort of communist. Uh, <laughs> but what I mean is like he is just directing movies for people to watch and have a good time watching. Yeah. Um he's not in it for self gratification of winning like six Oscars in a row or uh doing anything like that. He's just having fun with it. Yeah, and that's and that's ultimately what audiences want. I think I think audiences now, and I know I am, I'm bored of, of all the pretentious crap that's being funneled out from Hollywood. Mm. All the remakes. All the remakes and reboots, um or prequels and sequels to films. That I, I really have lost complete interest in. Even though you're really excited about Bad Boys 3. <laughs> yeah, but that's different, though. <laughs> that's different. I've been waiting a long time for that. <laughs> Everybody has. It'd be yeah. like if Hocus Pocus 2 did actually come out, then I would absolutely go and see it. Absolutely. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. I would because it's it's that it's that nostalgia again. Anyway, see, you're just a sucker for nostalgia, aren't Mate, you? I am at the moment. It's like when Ready Player One was mooted, I was like, ah! and then when it came out, I was like, yes. See, see, you just you're one of the people that are spawning so many sequels and prequels. Yeah, but I don't want to see sequels and prequels. I want to see original films. And Ready Player One was an original film, and I'm sure that what was it, fifteen, twenty years after the last Bad Boys film, it's going to be completely different. To, to the last two, mm. which again is great because if you have a film 10, 15 years apart, then it's going to be completely different unless it's Avatar. I bet I could say something to you right now and you'd be like, okay, that sequel would be also 
pretty good. I said Zombieland 2. Yes. See, see, I can I can bitch you anything and put a two on the end. No, no, and no. You would but, love no, it. that's because Zombieland was a brilliant film. <laughs> it was it's one of my top ten favourite films of all time. Mm. Yeah, me and too. And because it was such a it's now a cult classic. That's why people want to see a sequel. Not because um, Hollywood want to make it because let's be honest they're fighting against it because they think oh, no one wants to see it there's loads mm. of zombie films and you've got The Walking Dead and blah 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 it's but, super super difficult now to get a decent sequel I think that's the problem and that is we're the problem. flooded with these crappy remakes and redos and absolutely everything and we don't get the things that we want um, because I don't know maybe maybe we're just not allowed to have that much much goodness in our lives no maybe not but you know we can live in hope but Zombieland 2 is coming out it's it's in production <laughs> just like Hocus Pocus 2 no, no Zombieland 2 actually is coming out it actually is being made so I will I will wait for an announcement before I jump on that train but well, sure anyway right okay that brings us to the end of the show um, we hope you've enjoyed uh, we haven't gone off on too much of a tangent this week our ramblings let's just call it our ramblings ramble. yes so uh yeah uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show and if you are listening on the podcast please uh give us a five star rating that'll be great and yep. also share any of our um shows to your friends as well we would greatly appreciate that as well um and <laughs> that's uh, and then that's it have a great evening um Good and we will speak to you all again next week cool oh and w- one more thing um just because I really, really want to. Uh, this song is going to get you right in the feels. Have a good evening. There is one more thing. It's been emotional. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. While you're far away dreaming. I could spend my life moment forever every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure Yeah, then I kiss your